Lou. Stop it. Stop looking at whatever you're looking at. And I'm like, ah, you're probably right. Well, the community's waiting. No, you're probably right. It's just like, you know? well, it's not just that. It's also like, what am I looking at? You know, because I'm like, let me just check real quick to make sure nothing crazy happened. And then all of a sudden, like, I got just devoured. Instant rabbit hole. I just got devoured. I don't even, this, this algorithm is Happens just. Happens to the best of us. The algorithm is just. Oh, damn. Give a man a break. Show me something. Uh, show me a green pasture. Show me uh, a sunny day. Yeah. You know, it's like it's, you know how they can tell like with the, when the kid is disturbed? You can tell the kid is disturbed because it's like skulls and like dark. And it's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're like, uh, Tommy's been drawing some weird stuff yeah, lately. It's always the notebook. But then on the flip side of that, I because I have kids, and it's amazing how many times they default to sunny day, tree, green field, or like a water bank. Like it would be oh, like yeah, a, yeah. Uh, the edge of a beach or cloud if there's a cloud it's fluffy and it's like man uh, they default to yeah, like yeah. Th- all the good things things they would want to see uh-huh. things they places they would want to be yeah like that as a default says a mountain sometimes okay yeah i'm yeah, just yeah. saying like the elements i'm sure you remember yeah, drawing yeah, yeah. a picture as yeah, a kid yeah. yeah drawing it in my journal or painting it like if i were to be uh more risque well, we know about you, Will. We know about what you're up to. There's a different level to it. But it is. It's interesting like that you have that baseline. And then there's alterations to the baseline. Like, I'm not saying necessarily you can't draw a dark image. But if you're on dark image number 72, then all of a sudden, oh, yeah. and you're, and you're uh, seven or eight years old, and all of a sudden they're like, you might want to speak to someone. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I want to have a little chat here. We're just like, just want to know uh type sure. of ideas you got going on over there what to explain yourself no I, not to that extent but just just looking for a little backstory just uh-huh. curious yeah because it is a type of communication isn't it will yeah what you draw what you say what you listen to what you, is a type of communication you're, you're you're putting something out there isn't it yeah don't always use a black crayon. Oh, I'm just so I'm saying. Wasn't that in that movie? Was that The Ring? Somebody, I was just thinking. Was that. it The Ring? Someone was drawing disturbing images it's as a the child. Kid. Yeah. Okay. Just drawing the circle. Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I on the right movie though? Because there's other. I've, I swear it's been many different horror movies where that happened. Sure. Like it yeah, starts yeah. with the. The drawings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. It's the kid, yeah. <laughs> it's like grinding through the paper. <laughs> the crayon is a nub. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, that was a scary movie. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a different era, though, you know? Yeah. Like a different time in our Very lives. Very unsettling. A different time in our lives. And, I need more of those movies. 
It's a different time in our lives, but anyway. How did I get on that topic? Well, what the hell was I talking about? Rabbit holes. Oh, what? Uh, that was what the algorithm was trying to do to me. That's the algorithm in 2023. Okay. Yeah. You hop onto social media. Is that what you see or is that what you <laughs> want to draw? No, it's like it just seems to be like if I were to describe the vortex of lost whatever, okay. whatever you've lost having had the experience of social media in 2023, I know you can tweak it and whatever, but it's weird. Like, And I've been talking about it with Twitter in general. Post Elon, I'm getting a lot more of like, this is what other people you follow are engaging with type, mm. Mm. type exposures, which I... It became obvious to me, like, oh, man, I'm about to trim that down. I'm about to trim down the list of people I follow because it's like people you also follow are busy doing. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And I think it has to actually be circular. I think that's actually the key there because it's it seems to flow in that way. They liked that. This person liked this post and therefore you have to live with it now. And Some sort of reinforcement. And I'm like, why did you like that post, first of all? And now I'm just in a tailspin, aren't I? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I mean, first of all, I'm not really liking that many posts. But like for those that are, they are now influencing the algorithm substantially Yeah. on yeah. Twitter. Twitter's just a different place these days. But I mean, it's yeah. still a good time. Oh really? Yeah, I think there's. A, I think you're managing. I, I think you're managing your Twitter better than I am. Trying to be optimistic. There are a lot of ads, though. I, I think I'm gonna have to go in and adjust my list of following mm. in order yeah. to try to tweak my algorithm. Yeah. Uh, so that I can be healthy like you, and we can, and then, and then my Twitter is gonna just, you know what it's gonna be? Once I tweak, my Twitter is gonna be. It's going to be the beaches over there, the tree in the distance. Mm. You know, let me tell you something. I'm going to tweak. It's going to be the blue skies over there. Okay. You yeah. know, the sun is shining. Yeah. I'm going to manifest it. All right. Social media Let's manifestation. Yo, what if social media gets to a point, Will, where you log on and you just click like a mood? You know what I'm saying? Mm. You just go, okay, fine. You want to draw black circles all day? Cool. Click that button. Oh. You want to you wanna be sitting on the beach today? Click that button. Mm. You know, you want to be uh, on the top of Mount Everest, click that button. Kind of like music. Kind of like music. Yeah. You just pick a mood. You hop a on category. a Spotify. It's like, oh, I'm looking for energetic cycling. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You click on it and it's like, oh, that's kind of what that is. Mm-hmm. But like the information equivalent. So you can control your exposure because that's what it ends up feeling like to me, like an exposure. It's yeah. like there's two streets on the road. And it's not to say that you want to ignore the fact that one exi- that they both exist. Sure. But it's like, which one you want to go for a stroll down? Like, let's get honest with each other. Let's, let's be honest with each other. Yeah. Where you want to take the leisurely stroll? Definitely not Black Circle Boulevard. You want to you take a walk through hell? Okay. I don't want that. No, it's like, okay, it's fine. Like, the option exists for you, but give us the other option, too, which is, you know, I don't know, some other place to go for a walk. Yeah. It's an exposure, isn't it? Yeah. You yeah, control yeah. your exposures because you start to see reality differently. It's the type of thing you get a call from a friend. They say, what's happening to the world? I go, I don't know. It's, that depends on how you perceive the world. Mm-hmm. Is it a big, gigantic yeah. problem? Is that what they got you believing? 
And you won't want to shut down like social media. You kind of want to just use it to your benefit. Right? Like you want to turn off Twitter. You don't want to use it. Well, I'm not, but if I, there was a way that you can actually just, you I'm, know, I just change the mood of it. I'm not that extreme with it. Like, I don't think I'm ready to do anything. But you're upset. No, I don't think I'm ready to do anything drastic. I think the reality of the situation is, is that it isn't actually the most accurate map for many of us of day-to-day life. And it has a lot of people believing that all the screws are coming loose, period. Because yeah. exposure, exposure, exposure... And then your own mental map and your own available real estate and your impression of the ratios of all hell breaking loose versus things going okay. Uh, uh. The ratio is, is messed up. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it comes in where I'm saying the Spotify uh, uh, version, the genre or the mood style version mm. of, of social media adjustment. There probably is some version of it. It's like Does like Pinterest work that way or something? Like I don't know. Is that social media? I don't know. Well, they say mood board. People have accounts and profiles. Yeah. I don't even know much about it, but maybe that's, maybe we're giving away free social media. Yeah. What we need is mood, (laughs) mood informed social media. I would be curious what people would pick. Because if you had to select for the dark, the black hole, for the dark hole. Yeah. Then you're, you're complicit in it. Yeah, because you have personal agency in choosing that that option. It's like, hmm, choosing the black hole again, are yeah. we? Interesting. <laughs> Call you out. There, it should be called community. What's community? The social media app that we're building. Interesting. Yeah. How does that work? We're just looking to substitute actual community? Is that how that works? Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, if yeah, that's yeah. possible. Yeah. Because if you uh, choose like... Um, sunshine or something it would give you like quotes and happy music i don't know it's a balance to good it. tweets it's a balance isn't it because uh. also the guy who picks sunshine every time is like come on dude hmm? like every so often you know what i mean no I, you can choose other ones uh, like inspiration yeah i don't or, know uh, i don't know this is starting to sound hokey now that i think about it oh, but you know hey, it, man. no but no i think it's the premise is okay but there's a reason why humans like v- velocity we respond to outrage right like you can't do anything about it it's you show people you show people whatever the worst of us and we can't help but investigate we're like i need to know about that out of fear right like out of self-preservation you're like i need to know what the threats are mm-hmm. <laughs> it just seems to social media seems to be the perfect hack for constantly tapping into that and without necessarily the the right amount of balance to showcase the other elements of humanity, mm-hmm. you know, which happen seem to be like happen in daily life. You know, I go to a place, I catch a smile. I don't always catch a frown. Yeah, real life. I don't always catch a frown. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like I go day to day, door to door, and I, I see the the kid with the black marker. Mm-hmm. So. It's a good vibe. What is? Uh, I don't know how to say the name. Some super chats here. Oh, shout out! Thank you, appreciate it. Yeah. All right, Willie, do put this put the uh, the news together today because, as you heard, I got sidetracked. 
I got lost in the vortex as per usual. Yeah. Unfortunately, but Will, on the other hand, he stayed on the rails and he's keeping this show on the rails as a consequence. Shout out for that. And so to kick it off, he has something about chatbots, of course, because they're friendly. Of course. They would never draw a bunch of black circles and force you to live in them. Not yet. <laughs> hey, shout out Cole. He's looking for an old school hilly who. Is Apple about to launch its own AI chatbot with Siri's help? Well, I guess Siri would be it. I haven't really had the most encouraging experiences with Siri up until this point. But if Apple was to do it, I guess they have an option. You double down on the Siri branding or maybe you just cut ties and just something. Maybe it's an opportunity to create something completely new. Yeah. I guess I always had an issue with it having the name, having a name as opposed to, and we talked about this before, yeah, yeah, as opposed to just calling it assistant, being generic with it, like how Google does. Um, But then I think a lot of people would look past that or not even really have an issue with it if it worked amazing. Mm. And it just seems for, you know, for whatever reason at this point in time, it has its limitations for sure. Yeah. It's just not as good as assistant at this point. Yeah, in my experience, now maybe other people have other experiences. Maybe people are setting all types of notifications, reminders and stuff. They're like, what are you talking about, man? Siri's doing what I need to do, Uh which is fair and fine. Um, But we all know that none of this really matters because even Google is getting all serious about BARD. And Microsoft is spending boatloads with OpenAI. So Mm -hmm. this is the next thing. It's not even about the voice assistant as we knew it, but it's conversational AI everywhere doing everything. And we know that Apple has increasingly moved towards services in order to generate revenue, right? They went with their TV pluses and they went with their cloud-based storage. And this is kind of more, even more in that direction, which is like, how do we generate revenue outside of our core business, which are these devices, which kind of waver this way and that way. And also they showed a little sign of softness in this most recent quarter. And then they came with their results and they're like, yeah, maybe people aren't. Uh, they, I mean, at first they blame supply chain issues, mm. but anyway, that's neither here nor there. You have their competitors, you have Microsoft and Google, you have Apple getting involved in some of traditionally their businesses, like advertising, for mm-hmm. example within the app store and and, and uh, multimedia and, and streaming and things like this. So this just makes sense to me. They have to have some play in this category. And unlike in an assistant where it sort of felt like they were behind, in this case, they're probably going to want to use that as a warning and hop on early and just say, listen, we're going to start investing hiring right now mm-hmm. in order to not lose any time, not fall far behind in the race towards whatever this AI thing is but just let people know that they're working on it. And then the other aspect to it is uh, when it comes to their ambitions regarding augmented reality or virtual reality. Mm. If they're going to play in that space, then I think we all imagine that AI is going to have some sort of influence there. The Apple car as well, AI. Uh, The iPhone maker is set to triple its data center capacity this year as it looks to add more power to its facilities, according to a report by analysis firm Structure Research. In practical terms, the energy boost will ensure that the lights stay on and its servers have enough juice to keep running, but it could also indicate that Apple has something big and power-hungry up its sleeve. In total, Apple is expected to add more than 1.4, what is that, gigawatts Mm. of capacity to reach a 2-gigawatt 
233% increase that eclipses its big tech rivals. Is Apple planning a chat GPT rival? The success of ChatGPT, which nabbed 100 million users in two months, has sparked a gold rush to create the next big chatbot despite some teething issues. Both Google and Microsoft are plugging the tech into their search engines in the hopes of making them smarter. Apple reportedly boasts a search tool that already handles billions of daily queries, including from iPhone home screen or via the Mac Spotlight search feature. It is also used when you ask Siri for information, indicating that the digital helper could play a part if Apple ever decides to release a fully-fledged search engine. Well, we're at this kind of crossroads right now where we're all wondering what the future search engines even look like. Yeah. What they are. Are they voice-based? Are they conversational? And to what extent will AI change these things? Mm -hmm. Because that's opportunity. The fact that we're at this new crossroads is opportunity for companies that didn't play a traditional role in search the way it was. And the companies that are sort of maybe even held back by their previous ways mm. from a, an innovation standpoint. Microsoft just plugging in AI assistance on the sidebar yeah. inside of Bing. And then Google likely doing something similar, but at the top portion of the search results. Yeah. Now, if you were to look at it completely clean and fresh, if you were a player like Apple, you might be able to come along and say, no, it's search reimagined. It's not search at all. It's assistance, and it's your own personal assistant with an identity, which is on the level of, say, something like ChatGPT. That's where I feel like Apple will dominate in the user experience side and kind of, like you said, reimagine how we interact with uh, chatbots in general. Well, they have the opportunity to do it. Because right now it seems like Bard and uh, the, the um, ChatGPT is kind of like on top of, their search engines it's like an add-on but to kind of see it full-fledged um by apple will be kind of interesting for sure they have unique integration opportunities for sure hardware software mm -hmm. they can definitely do it differently i think people are it's fair to be apprehensive though given the fact that siri just hasn't really cracked it as far as right like anecdotally most users that i talk to and that was an ambitious project for them that was reaching into an area that was a little bit outside of their core expertise at that moment. Maps, on the other hand, I hear uh, other things from people saying they feel like they've really caught up or they're pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So, And Maps wasn't part of their core competency at one point. And then obviously Apple Music and, and content creation. And so it's they definitely, they have the reserves, they have the talent. And they have the ability to go out and get more talent. So they definitely can do it and may do it. Mm -hmm. Apple Watch Ultra case with transparent crystal design turns your smartwatch into a stunning jewel. Ah, So this is kind of like our conversation yesterday about the Apple Watch X Rolex concept. Yeah. Where we were like, ah, I can't really see it happening. However, there are plenty of people that like to use their wrist as a piece of real estate for showing off the fact that they're very you know, special and interesting and, or that they have this amazing collection or, or maybe it's only for, it's for their own personal enjoyment to look down and see something a little more unique than an Apple Watch because an Apple Watch, as we all know, it's incredibly ubiquitous. You just, you can't avoid them. They're everywhere. So this take over here seems a little bit more feasible because guess what? You just take the standard Apple Watch. You don't need any cooperation from apple themselves and instead you just build the housing around it to make it look more unique and more protection yeah and i guess you're you're sort of protecting the watch although 
I'm guessing if a case like this existed, case slash strap, it's going to be expensive and you're yeah. not going to want to damage that either. And look at this honker. A huge honker on there. <laughs> I don't know if that's the official terminology. I think it's a crown, but honker sounds good yeah. too. Although designed purely for performance and ultra human conditions, I'd guess that there's a very small portion of people that actually wear the Apple Watch Ultra for its ultra features. Designed as the ultimate smartwatch from Cupertino Company, owning the Apple Watch Ultra is more of a flex than anything else. Well, I don't know if I agree with that, but which is why you've got cases like these from Golden Concept. Oh, this, is this a real thing? Well, you can buy. I thought it may have been a, a render. Oh, wow. It looks like you're going to be able to buy this thing either now or later. Let's get a price on that, Will. 800 bucks. 800 USD. I was the eight hundred dollar price tag almost had me making bird noises. <laughs> yeah, almost. There it is. You know what bird that is? Me either. Eight hundred dollars, crystal rose. I guess they're coming out with a green one as well. I think this might fool some people. Look at that. That might fool some people. When you look at that, you'd be like, "Oh, oh that nothing. one. That it's one's made out of nothing. That one's made out of carbon composite." Okay. Which you know I like. Yeah. So they might be on his own more here. With the face plate there? It's just the price point is going to be a little restrictive for some. Oh, my God, that, that baby's 17. This one looks tactical. 1,700 bigs. Black carbon. 1,600 bigs. And we're talking good old USD as well. Well, these guys are no joke. It's a luxury item, and they're not trying to hide it. They will accept PayPal, Apple Pay, crypto, Visa, MasterCard, and American Express. Free just, shipping worldwide. Just crypto. <laughs> it's a real deal. That's a, I mean, listen, it's not going to be for everyone, but uh, for those that are looking for something special, look at with the orange as well. I guess you can you can check it out. You want your Apple Watch Ultra to say to just say a little bit more mm-hmm. about yourself. Uh, this is the beautifully redesigned 10-year award that Apple gifts employees. Ooh, this could be a very cool unboxing. Do we have any Apple employees in the audience that would be willing to lend us this gift that have been there for 10 plus years because this would make for a really cool unboxing video. Exclusive, man. You got to work there for 10 years to get this? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't even actually know if it, maybe it's just like a, a cool looking envelope, but Apple does this so well, the packaging of things, everything, the products and apparently their 10-year awards. A new video posted to YouTube offers a really interesting look at what's described as one of the ra- rarest Apple products on earth. You just got your clip title, Will. Hmm. unboxing the rarest Apple product on earth. Okay. Uh, Because you need to work there for 10 years in order to be gifted with this particular experience. The video comes from Dongle Book Pro, one of the best curators of rare and prototype Apple hardware. Actually, he sent us the AirPower prototype. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it? Is it? Well, I thought you arranged it, or was that somebody else? Oh, maybe it's someone else. Okay, my bad. I'll, I'll uh, anyway, I remember shouting out Dongle Book Pro. It may have, maybe oh, it's yeah. a collaboration or something. But anyway, this guy has an incredible collection of Apple hardware. Uh, the company in the past has gifted employees a similar award, but it was made from crystal rather than aluminum. The the new one is made from aluminum. The aluminum is used for this award in the same in the same way it's used for other Apple products. There's a stainless steel Apple logo on the front with the number ten engraved on the side, as well as the employee's name. You also get an Apple polishing cloth in the box as well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's play a little little bit of it here. This is a uh, this is cool. Ten years is a long time to do anything. However, there are some. A decade. Is this 
Well, we get a pretty big clue if we open it up. Ten, ten years. years. Congratulations on reaching this milestone moment. The work you've done, the challenges you've met, all the breakthroughs you've made possible, they add up to a profound and lasting contribution to Apple's mission to change the world. That like it's signed in ink from Tim. Yeah. Tim Apple, Cook in ink. Thank you for all you bring. He pulled a pen out for 10-year employees. Uh -huh. CEO. Which it does actually look like Tim Cook may have actually signed this. But yes, this Tim. is a 10-year service award. And this is not any 10-year service award. This <laughs> is the new 10-year service award. It looks now, like Apple new. has done a lot of these over <laughs> the years. Their packaging is crazy. Little <laughs> flips and flaps. Yeah. The crystal 10-year service That's award. That's nice. That's cool. A five-pound block of crystal that then has a laser-etched Apple logo carved out of the middle of it. Really cool thing. However, heavy on its own here. And you'll so they went from crystal to aluminum. Aluminum is kind of more like their their language. Sure, yeah, yeah. By more packaging. This is also somewhat similar in design. Yeah, maybe we can just talk to this guy, borrow his. I don't know, because he lent us something in the past too to check out. Okay, yeah. Six thousand series aluminum. The finish and create cool. a protective layer. The side of the block, we will see. Wow. A giant aluminum slab. There are deviations of the. If we jump back to the front. Yeah, there's probably not many of those out there, right? Man, how many people make it to 10 years at Apple? If you could something Apple made. It's kind of like how YouTube does when you have a certain subscribers and you get that award. This is the Apple version of that for employees. It's like a, a plaque. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you just put it on a shelf. Yeah, it, it's kind of, it kind, you know what? It kind of looks like a Mac Mini, a little bit. Like yeah. you could imagine a universe in which the Mac Mini had squared off edges, mm -hmm. and that's what it would look like. But Very in this sharp. case, it's an aluminum slab. You put it on a shelf, and you're one of the rare people that actually made it ten years over there, and, and has the award to prove it. A giant paperweight. <laughs> so, so somebody said they'd rather have stock options. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Elon Musk says when he'll find a new Twitter CEO, by, he says by the end of 2023 would be good timing. I wonder if Mr. Beast is still in the mix. Mm. Um, that's not a lot of time to find a new CEO, and you got to believe, I mean, that's a complex task. you got to have some thick skin to come in and do, try to do that job. Yeah. It, it just seems like nearly impossible to satisfy all parties on this front. Could he hire within? You know, someone who knows the ropes of Twitter, been working there for a while? No, he cannot. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's where he should be going, but, you know, you can hire outside. Uh, yeah. Like a Tesla uh, guy or something? Uh, I, I would normally agree with you, but considering how many people were fired immediately, uh, it uh, seems like the idea of a new direction has been critical. Uh, and But I don't know. I, I presume there's people there that have showcased incredible abilities to him as well. And he'll just say, okay, here, you, you might be right. Someone gets nominated internally uh, by him and whoever else. It's possible. He'll probably stick around too. Well, he's into it. Like he's into yeah, the, pla he's into yeah. the platform. I mean, the, it's at a point now where if he wasn't tweeting, it would feel weird because he's so into it. Uh-huh. Like but, obsessed with it. But it's hard to say because he kind of goes from obsession to obsession. Like, apparently he wants to buy Manchester United now. Yeah, that's a new story. So what? Then he's uh, obsessed with that? Or is it kind of just more as an investment? It's hard to know. Sure. 
how the attention is distributed. Elon Musk has given a timeline for when he plans to name the new C- uh, Twitter CEO. Says he plans to do so by the end of 2023. The current head of the social media company spoke via video call. Oh yeah, this was this world government summit that he was. Uh, he, did, he did not use a private jet to get to. Instead, he just went via video. Oh, okay. And that seems to work as long as you make the video enormous. As long as his head yeah. is this, as long as his projection is bigger than an elephant, it's fine. Uh-huh. Then people don't worry too much about it. So you can see him there at the World Government Summit. Musk, uh, Musk said that the end of the year would be good timing to find a new person to run the company. I think I need to stabilize the organization. And just make sure it's a financially healthy place and that the product roadmap is clearly laid out. He said, I'm guessing probably towards the end of this year, it would be good timing to find someone else to run the company because I think it should be in a stable position around the end of this year. So he's like, I still got stuff to do, but by then Mr. Beast will be ready to go. And this, of course, all dates back to when he polled people and got a tremendous number of replies. 17.5 million people voted on whether he should be, uh, whether he should step down as the head of Twitter. And almost 60% said yes, which, I mean, it's not like an overwhelming majority, but it's a pretty solid number to convince you to say, okay, that's what the people want. And he's all Mr. Vote voting. He's all Mr. Polling. And so you got to go with it. Yeah, it's nice that he gave a timeline. You know? It doesn't mean he has to stand by yeah, it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good to know. Uh, now, he also made this suggestion with this meme that this could be the new CEO of Twitter. And it's actually, we haven't had some Doge memes in a long, like crypto, whole crypto winter. Well, it's actually bouncing back, just like uh, last night. Well, yeah, I mean, it helps when Elon gets back on. Yeah. Elon, because everyone's like, I guess Elon forgot about crypto too. And obviously not that would not be a good sign for crypto. So if he comes back with uh, with his own dog, Floki, Floki, and any post, then people are going, look, crypto's back. Crypto's back. Get your, get your money up. Elon Musk pet raised the Dogecoin's market cap by 500 million within minutes. <laughs> that's the headline according to money control the new ceo of twitter elon musk joked as he shared photos of his dog comfortably occupying the twitter high office earlier this week that looks like a curtain behind him yeah uh, it doesn't With the folds i don't think that's actually in san francisco will huh. i don't know i could be wrong but uh. floki got big that i remember when that dog was a little pup i guess that's how uh-huh. that works will uh-huh. i mean i remember otis was just a pup the other day yeah. Now he's in dog years. He's 47 years old. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Elon Musk's Shiba Inu dog is not just another pet. It's capable of taking the crypto markets by storm. In a tweet on February 15th, Musk introduced his pet as his new CEO of Twitter, posting a photo saying he's much better than that other guy. <laughs> Making a joke about himself. Uh, it's amazing. Like, if you could swing the cost of any currency with a stupid photo, you know what I'm saying? Stupid photo. Like, you put this photo over there. Look at his laptop, his Twitter laptop. You put this photo over there, right? You buy a little before, you sell a little after. You're all set. You're good. You're golden forever. Sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. not suggesting that's what he did. But imagine, for example, if you were just, like, uh, his assistant, 
you're just Elon Musk's assistant. And he's like, hey, can you post this for me? And you look at it. And you're like, oh, damn, he's back on the Doge thing. And you just go you make a, in there. You just go make a little trade, then you post it. <laughs> go all in on Doge. Like, don't you think this is a little crafty moves? People, people are sure. crafty, dude. Yeah. People are crafty. I mean, I guess it's no different if you're the CEO of a company and, and then you're about to make a big acquisition or something. But I guess that's insider trading. That's insider trading. But does crypto have the same insider trading laws that the stock market does? The U.S. is working on it. Yeah, it's not really there yet, right? So it's kind of, yeah, good luck working on that with the anonymity and stuff. But yeah. anyway, Tesla's already sold out of the Model Y in the U.S. for quarter one, and no more are expected to be delivered until April. You know what's crazy, what's weird about this? It, like, should Tesla even have any of the other models at this point? It seems like everybody just wants the Y. And what's funny is neither you or I have the Y, but yet everybody seems to think the Y is the perfect car. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I Like, oh, you get to it a certain... It's like a certain middle ground, I guess. And you get a to a certain people. scale and you start to wonder, could you... And I'm, by the way, I'm not suggesting this because I like the S and Will likes the three, but... You know, I mean, you've got to at some point move your resources towards where the demand is. And if you're running out of Model Ys, but you're building, but you have an abundance of other models, I mean, obviously, you got to make some moves. It is a curious thing, though. I, I there, the other thing I've I've complained about is that there's not enough of a difference between each of the models to mm -hmm. justify all their existences. Mm -hmm. X, S, Y, three. I guess if you were to go to the extremities and say, oh, what about from the three to the X? Yeah, there's a difference. But there's just so much crossover between these vehicles. And I've already talked about this, but I just really wish they did the truck sooner and just skipped one of these models. Yeah. Like, whether that's the... Uh, I would say the X. The X, right? The, and no one, you rarely see an X. You, at this point, you rarely see an X, but the X is cool. It's got the doors that go up and everything else. And no. I'm not trying to eliminate models. Obviously, I like it, but it's just tremendous amount of crossover between the crossovers because they're all crossovers, <laughs> <laughs> practically, except for the three because the three is the only one that has a, a old fashioned trunk, right? It has a real, like a trunk, not a hatchback. Yeah. yeah. But all the other ones are like five door hatchback style sedan-ish looking things mm -hmm. but the y is the one that almost everybody wants elon musk tesla has sold out of model y's in the u.s this quarter tesla's website says the estimated delivery date for the model y is april to june this year tesla cut the price of the model y in january and buyer demand surged of course that coincides with the incentives from the government the 7500 uh, credit and the attractiveness of uh, evs in general and then, but then they dropped the price and then they brought it back up, if you recall. Uh -huh. They went down, they went up, they tried to curb the demand in that fashion. But I guess Model Y buyers might look elsewhere. Now they may have to be waiting a little bit longer if they truly did uh, did sell out at the new prices. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fluctuation with the prices. I wonder how like a Tesla buyer would feel like just buying it. Well, like you, Will, you remember? You felt alienated. Well, yeah. yeah. I felt bad, but like currently buying it, you know, with the, the price. <laughs> it's kind of like the housing market. It's like, how would you know? It's kind of like the housing market. It, it's very, un, it, it, there's a feeling of instability there. Yeah. And uh, in, in inflation and lack of confidence and interest rates and blah, 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 blah. blah.
death. And the death spiral of the black crayon. <sighs> Wait, what? What was my sound effect for that? It wasn't that. That's the wind. That's my sound effect for Crypto Winter. <laughs> was that my black crayon? Yeah. <laughs> like a UFO hovering. Crypto Winter is... Crypto winter was colder than actual winter this year. Uh -huh, yeah, it was ice cold. <laughs> All right, here's that story I was talking about, that uh, Elon is buying Manchester United now. Everybody wants Manchester United. I hear a lot about this stuff going on. Elon, he throws his name in the hat. He's seriously considering a team takeover. It's one of the most valuable, if not the most valuable of sports franchises. I can't remember. An estimated, uh, Elon has an estimated net worth of $187 billion. What might you need to pick up a little Manchester United? Uh, why would Elon must be interested in the first place? Well, it turns out he's a big fan. In August of last year, he tweeted, I'm buying Manchester United, although he later deleted the post. He had enough from the Federal Trade Commission. Yeah. Did you say you were, excuse me, did you say you were buying... Uh uh, funding secured, uh, excuse me, I don't know what you're no, talking no, no, about. No, no. Uh, you got here, the wrong guy. Here's some pictures of my dog. That was Felon Tusk. <laughs> <laughs> Tusk. <laughs> That's a funny word. The Glazer family, who currently owns the club, are reportedly looking for around USD $7.3 for a full takeover. However... They've also expressed an interest in a partial sale, which could be an attractive option for Musk or other potential buyers if it's sold for a price exceeding the USD $4.65 billion paid for the NFL's Denver Broncos last year. Manchester United could become the world's most expensive sports team. Well, yeah, it's going to exceed $4.67. I mean, they're looking for $7.3 billion unless they're completely out of line. But this is one of those brands, Will, sell a lot of jerseys. You know, you got a lot yeah, of history yeah. there. There's only so many things you can buy like that, even for all those billions. Huh. I don't know what's, what football fans, I almost said soccer, I don't know what football fans feel about that. Hmm. Like if, if they're, if it would be a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know what he can, he can add some Tesla chargers at the stadium. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Put logos on some jerseys. Like, I don't know what the actual impact would be. Maybe he just likes watching the game and yeah, he wants his support. Maybe he's sort of hands-off. But name a thing he got involved in that he was hands-off. Yeah. I think all of a sudden he's trying to transfer for players and he's right in the mix. Yeah. Mark Cuban style. Like, look at Mark Cuban when he got involved with the Mavericks. All of a sudden he's sitting on the court side. Right, right. Yeah. Can't help it. No. You just, you're the type of personality you get involved. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a that'll be a big deal though. Holy crap. Seven billion. This guy can't he's he's he buying can't afford it. He's buying everything. Yeah. Let me take Twitter on a Tuesday. I'll take Manchester on a Monday. What's he gonna do on a Friday? Window shopping. What's he gonna do on a Friday, Will? You wanna take a break? No, what's he gonna do on a Friday? <laughs> uh Man Apple. Hey, no, 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 no. Let's say Apple. No, no, no. Will let's oh, Manchester on a Monday. Twitter on a Tuesday. What's he going to do on a Friday? Um, you got me. Well, it has to start with an F. You oh. need to name a really big company that starts with an F. Okay, well, Ford? 
There you go. Okay. It's Ford on a Friday. Damn. Shots fired. Oh, look at you. I mean, I teed it up, but damn, you knocked it out of the park. That took way too long. Ford on a Friday. That would be disruptive. You could take a break. I apologize. You could take a break. I apologize. We'll be right back. Today's episode is sponsored by Stitch Fix. Discovering styles that you're going to love. And it's going to be easy to do. You're going to click a little button and take a style quiz, and they're going to figure out faster than you can what your style actually is. Because who even knows? You know, you try some things, you're like, oh, actually, you know what? I like that. And it can be whatever you want, but the thing is, you can get nudged a little bit by somebody who's seen a bunch of different stylists or styles. You might call them a stylist. Fashionista. Those pieces are then going to get picked out for you after you do the quiz. It's going to be stuff that's kind of in line with what you already like, but it's going to be paired together. And then it's going to be sent to you. But here's the best part. You get to try it on the comfort of your own home. You don't have to go to any kind of weird place into a weird room and trying things on in tight quarters. And you don't even know in those places. You're like, I don't know. The lighting, you're definitely uncomfortable. Stinky. Maybe it's hot. You don't know. And so in this case, it comes to your door. You're trying all these different brands, like a long list of brands here. And you know, you really feel it out. You're like, can I see myself? Can I pull this off and then you're like you know what i can't because you had the comfort of your home involved and you were able to really effectively think about it so you keep that and you keep that you only pay for what you keep everything else boom it's ready to go back it's simple back and forth type of situation and it's real people that are doing this for you. it's real people that are figuring out and getting better at determining your style so whether you're looking for a casual look or something a little bit more formal it's all on there it's time to figure out your style and stitch fix is going to help Stitch Fix is the easy way to get clothes that fit you without having to endlessly scroll through options. They've got you covered with over a thousand brands and styles you know and love. And they'll show you how to wear head-to-toe outfits so you can get dressed and go. Right now, Stitch Fix is offering our listeners $20 off their first fix at stitchfix.com slash later. That's stitchfix.com slash later for $20 off today. Stitchfix.com slash later. Go check them out. We're back. We're back. Thank you for that break. That was actually a quick one. No, thank you for that break. You know what I mean? Because I got to take this one off that ear. Got to take that ear cup off and let that air out a little bit. I got one hot ear right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, it happens. Well, uh, speaking of Elon and, uh, well, his still his core business. I don't know. Many people seem to forgot at this point. Those electric cars. Remember those things? And some people had the suggestion in the chat of, oh, he should buy F1. That would make sense. Formula E. But yeah, then I was like, never mind Formula One, you go Formula E, and all of a sudden you get the Tesla vehicles, you know, he knows how to make fast ones. Uh-huh. Or maybe you do go Formula One, and you just advertise the crap out of your electric vehicles yeah, on the yeah. on the gas circuit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, Baidu, who I don't think has any history in electric vehicles themselves, this, of course, is the famous Chinese uh, search engine, is apparently launching its first EV with chat gpt built in oh chat gpt style of thing built in it won't be actual chat gpt are you crazy baidu's gonna launch its first electric vehicle model using its new con conversational artificial intelligence technology with the intention of providing a chat gpt like experience that enables natural conversation between owners and their vehicles hmm you know a lot of this stuff is 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 in theory extremely exciting Mm. 
but it's also easy to just like write a press release and say, yeah, well, you're going to have a conversation with your car. Yeah. Of course you are. Uh-huh. And then it's like, well, is it really going to work that way? Like, am I going to feel confident in that? But it doesn't matter because you just say, you just need to say you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are doing it. The concept. Um, reaffirm the company's plan to deliver its first production model, the Robo Zero One sports utility vehicle in the third quarter of 2023 with a very competitive price. Launch in October, the crossover can travel 600 kilometers. That's no joke. Mm. On a single charge. Pricing details have not been revealed for a special edition version of the vehicle, only for the special edition version of the vehicle, uh, which is $55,000 USD. Optimistic about the company's sales growth in light of Tesla's significant price cuts, adding that the sudden move reflected the U.S. automaker's waning competitiveness in the Chinese market. I don't know. The numbers I saw were that the profit margins pretty much exclusively belonged to... Tesla in China, and that the others were having trouble turning yeah, the, the profit. Y. But anyway, ooh, this one has those doors on it. Will this is not bad, eh? This one, has, this one has those doors on it. Will don't fool with me. Don't goof around. This is a nice SUV. No fooling, Will. No fooling. I like it. And the car can talk to you. Don't you fool on me, Will. <laughs> no fooling. Remember, remember uh, in the lo- in the previous episode where you were getting rinsed. Yeah, now I'm being fold, mm. fold, <laughs> fold. <laughs> galaxy folded. Yeah, flip fold. Now you're being galaxy folded. Yeah. It's got a big display in the front. Look at these bucket seats. But I I mostly care about these doors because it's a combo of the the uh, gull wing and suicide. Yeah, going at yeah, the yeah. same time. Like what the. Or what are those called? What's the real name for those coach doors or something? I can't. Why can't I remember the name of that? It's a, a door that's opening the opposite way to create the biggest opening. Yeah. Uh, I like that. It's a he creates a huge open. Now I don't know with the gull wing because you're tight spaces and you're in China and I I just don't know. Hopefully yeah. the tolerance there. And know. it's affordable. Looks like it pops out a little bit. And it's affordable, but they got to deliver it. And then you got to talk to their version of ChatGPT to get anywhere. Like it won't start unless you're like, hey, how's it going? I have to speak Mandarin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Good luck to you. That's going to be hard. A rabbi used ChatGPT to write a sermon. He said his congregation's reaction made him deathly afraid. But that won't put him out of work just yet. Okay. So his congregation, I guess, went with it. They're like, ah, not bad. Yeah. They're like, good work, rabbi. And uh-huh. he's like, that was not me. I'm deathly afraid. That was Chat GPT. <laughs> not me. They're like, why are you talking? He starts rapping. Why are you talking like that, Rabbi? That wasn't me. It was Chat GPT. <laughs> Rabbi Joshua Franklin told Chat GPT to write him a 1,000 word sermon about intimacy and vulnerability. Franklin told his congregation he was deathly afraid when applause broke out after his sir. Oh, my God. Standing ovation. <laughs> Finally, this guy gets it. Yeah. Like, I've been here for years, and you're going for, you're going, you're going for chat GPT. It's Just a tear rolls on his eye. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was chat GPT. Franklin told the Associated Press that chat GPT is really great at sounding intelligent. But it lacks empathy. So this happened in New York. 
And it was uh, in a video, actually, telling his congregation at the Jewish center of the Hamptons that he was reading a plagiarized sermon to them. He later revealed it was written by ChatGPT. Now you're clapping. I'm deathly afraid, Franklin told his congregation when they applauded after the sermon. I thought truck drivers were going to go long before the rabbi in terms of losing our positions to artificial intelligence. Franklin told the Associated Press that the ChatGPT sermon was based on a portion of the Torah about intimacy and vulnerability. He also told the he also told the Associated Press that his congregation guessed the sermon was written by really wise, smart, and thoughtful individuals. Well, what he did is a combination of things, right? Because they respect him, and they're there to see him, and then he's still reading it. Mm-hmm. So they're already in the framework of, I guess, respect or authority to a certain extent. So he's helping sell the artificial version of it. Mm-hmm. Chat GPT might be really good at sounding intelligent, but that question, the question is, can it be empathetic? And that, not yet, at least, it can't. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I guess it can't. It, it can write this, it can write this. It could, it could, it could, it could be me right now. It could be you. It could yeah. be, you know. Also, I think the rabbi um, can do needs he- to present it in a way where it is... Uh, empathetic you know even though chat gpt wrote it they, yeah like there's a delivery no i know we're a long way from chat gpt delivering it yeah can you imagine right but, now but you can you can imagine though that they could do some uh concoction of a something that looks sort of like a human that appears yeah. to be empathetic like there's we're talking down the road here will and using like uh Joe Rogan's voice or something. You just take the... Oh, by the way, quick update on that. So people were saying, uh, hey, I can easily tell that that's not Joe Rogan. I watch Joe Rogan all the time. That's not the point. I'm not... When we talk about that clip, I wasn't suggesting that you were going to be fooled, the regular Joe Rogan viewer. I'm talking about everybody else that isn't really used to watching it. Yeah. Or everybody else who's in some sort of uh, vegetable state as they're scrolling Twitter or sorry, uh, scrolling TikTok and not thinking. And you might say, well, they deserve it then. But what I'm saying is it's just a whole new type of information warfare. That's all I was trying to get to, mm. you know, with that story. But I, I could also tell it was fake. Obviously, that's why I included it. Yeah. Keanu Reeves says deep fakes are scary and confirms his film contracts ban digital edits of his acting. They added it a tear to my face, huh? Oh, after the fact, they go in there, kind of touch it up. They put the little tear in there, yeah. and he can, and he's not cool with it. Yeah, he doesn't like that uh, digital manipulation. And he's not cool with it. He's like, "This is me. I'm Keanu Reeves." Yeah, he does his own stunts, and he's very like more of like a parody guy. This is me. You're looking at it. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is terrified when it comes to acting in deep fake technology during a recent interview with Wired ahead of the release of John Wick Chapter 4. Can't wait for that. Are you in th- are you a John are you a John Wick? Yeah. And I'm a fan. To what extent are you a John Wick? Uh I like the movies. They're just yeah. every time I go to the theater, it's a great time. Mm-hmm. People like like cheering and brute brutal executions it's a fun time it, it's that's what it is it's entertainment yeah, it's just isn't like it? an action movie okay right? so so did it, it, there should be should there be four chapters uh i think so 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Minimum. Um, not a minimum. I think there should end maybe in the fifth one or something. You're looking for... Maybe f- this one could be that. I don't know. So you need five. Yeah. Okay. Give me a five. All right. John this is good. I'm we'll very get. happy to hear this. Yeah. Uh, digitally, I don't mind if someone takes a blank out during an edit, Reeve said, but early on in the early 2000s, or it might have been the 90s, I had a performance changed. They added a tear to my face, and I was just like, huh? It was like, I don't even have to be here. Yeah. What's frustrating about that is you lose, you lose your agency, Reeves continued about deepfakes. When you give a performance in a film, you know you're going to be edited, but you're participating in that. If you go into deepfake land, I like how he calls it that. I agree with him. It has none of your points of view. That's scary. It's going to be interesting to see how humans deal with these technologies. They're having such cultural, sociological, and uh, impacts, and the species is being studied. There's so much data on behaviors now. He's not wrong. Look at look at Reeves going in. Like we should have him over here. Well, you think you're gonna range? This guy's going in. Like he's reading. He's 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 out there. He's looking at the internet. Like this guy, you gotta put him over there. John Wick. Yeah, we need John Wick on this man. show. He's promoting number four. Like he'll for sure come on this show. Yeah, okay. If he comes on this show, everybody watching is gonna go see the movie. No. Of course, yeah. yeah. He needs a serious pat down, though. Can't have him bring guns or weapons in general. You're trying to arrange yourself to pat down Keanu? Is that what you're trying to arrange there? What? Someone should. As long as you don't rinse him. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Someone you're should. Who, who, who will? There's not that many of us here. <laughs> who gets nominated for the uh, Keanu pat down? Jack. Right. Yeah, he'd love that. But the thing, okay, so the thing is, uh, John Wick is just a fictional character. No, uh, yeah, well, yes, but uh, Keanu is real. Like, he, he's no joke. He's a gun-toting... John Wick, yes, but badass. Keanu is real. Yeah. He's a real man. Have you seen him uh, shoot shotguns and no, stuff? No, I know, like, but I, I don't think he's... Legit. I don't think he's got... I don't think he's always carrying. I don't think if we invite him here, he's going to carry. I don't know. Wow. Might have a... Man, this guy has you sold based on... This guy has you sold based on these movies. He has you sold. Oh, yeah. You're totally in. You're scared of him. But he has no reason to be mad at you, though. I hope not. Unless he doesn't doesn't like your your, uh, pat down. Yeah, I don't like deep fake land either. Okay, there you go. Now you're you're on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This 2023... Chevrolet Corvette SUV is the perfect rival to the Mustang Mach-E. That's not real, Will. Stop goofing with me. This render takes a look at how the C8 Corvette could work when a Chevrolet decides to broaden its range with a performance. That, yeah, that's just, that's sick. I would. I mean, I'll I'll take that. Are you kidding me? That looks. I love these type because Audi when they did it, they did the same kind of idea. Uh-huh. They went with something that was more sleek and fast looking, and then they just made it off road. Even Porsche did it with that. Ah, it has a really cool name. It's like an off road. It's like an off road 911. The 911 Dakar. Porsche 911 Dakar. Like an off, like it looks so cool to see a fast, smooth, Sleek vehicle, but with the off-road treatment, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Such a cool feeling. Anyway, I don't know if or when uh, 
Chevrolet would do something like this, but it does actually look pretty sick. Sources inside GM have already said that the Corvette line will expand by 2025 and will potentially even become its own brand, much like the Mustang Mach-E is more like a brand than a follow-up to the Mustang and is still a while off. It's too early to know how much the Corvette SUV will cost, but Chevrolet would probably price the car below the standard Corvette to keep it at the top of the range. That's okay, so they, they it does appear that they're interested in expanding at least the Corvette lineup and taking a similar approach. This is always a controversial idea because people go, that's not a, like they did with the Mustang. Mm-hmm. That's not a Mustang or that's not a Corvette. But these names have some pull and they are the cool badges within these brands. Mm. So you kind of get it. And people love these supercar like SUVs. Ferrari said they wouldn't do it. Lamborghini wasn't supposed to do it. And then they did it. And then it was like, oh God, everyone's buying these. So Very cool. maybe it's not as crazy as you think. Mm-hmm. VW Golf is set to go electric as the entry-level ID2 EV with upgraded MEB Plus platform. So it'll be a little bit bigger than the ID vehicle. Volkswagen is not letting its iconic Golf brand ride off into the sunset as the auto industry trades in its gas-powered cars for upgraded zero-emissions EVs. Instead, the Golf brand will live on as the VW ID2 well, where do they put the Golf in? Where's the Golf part of that? After ending production of the e-Golf electric car in December 2020 to focus on a new generation of EVs, VW announced in 2021 it was planning to wind down Golf sales in North America, leading many to question if the automaker would leave the brand in the past. VW CEO of Passenger Cars, Thomas Schaefer, was quick to shoot this down, claiming this past November in a separate interview with the auto car, there was no way we would let the Golf name go. Okay. But where's the Golf? We might have an ID Golf. VW's eighth generation Golf model set to retire in 2027. An electrical model is widely expected to replace it. Okay. So like maybe it'll be a combo name. Maybe they'll still put Golf on the back, even yeah. though it's part of the ID brand. Branding is getting so confusing with the with the traditional automakers because it's important to them because they have people that for generations have bought a Civic mm-hmm. or a Golf or whatever take your pick mm-hmm. a camry and then they're like oh crap everybody wants electric cars and then they're like we can't really quickly let them know that our old car is now electric because mm-hmm. it gets too complicated it'd be like oh toyota camry ev2 and you're just like yeah Wah. and then they're still selling the gas one at the same time so then they're like screw it and hyundai goes and they're just like no nah, it's ionic and anything anything that's ionic is right, electric right. But then you have like the the Mach E brand with the Mustang. They still sell the gas powered Mustang for and now. They have the you know yeah. EV version. <laughs> but should they tack on the Mustang brand in the EV that doesn't look like a Mustang? That's weird, right? Dude, it's it, that's what I'm saying. It's it's got it's got all types of complexity and history that for somebody like Tesla doesn't exist. Hmm. They just come and they're like, ah, oh, it's a Model Three. And you know it's electric by brand. For the traditional automakers, you don't know that it's electric by brand. And so they're having a hard time articulating that message. I and mean, this kind of looks like a golf. I honestly think the ionic thing is the best way to do it. For Like just have a, a new word that goes in between the brand and the model that signifies right. electric. Right. And the word can't be pulled from the origin. 
Yeah. But there's no rule here. I mean, they can do whatever they please, obviously, and 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 they probably do plenty more testing and studies than I do, and they know what their customer base wants, and mm. or maybe they don't. But anyway, that looks pretty cool. <laughs> Burn it all down. There's flying robot spiders now. This robot both walks and flies using 16 thrusters on its legs. I think a spider has more legs than that, Will. Is it a drone? Call like, what am I supposed to do with this? What am I supposed to do with this? Or is this just like a demo of a possible? I mean, it is cool. Look at the the propellers. Mm -hmm. So it's like a drone, but it also walks. Yeah, um, it's definitely like a showcase video. Um, but in terms of concept, I would imagine mm -hmm. like in a emergency zones, like earthquakes or something. I I just immediately went to military. Like the thing can have a payload on it because you know everything's yeah. flying and being shot down these days. But the fact that it can traverse through, you know, terrain using these spider legs is interesting. Or at least maybe landing in a particular way. Mm. Maybe it's just landing. I don't know. On ground versatility. They could just fly around and then yeah. just land properly. Yeah, you're right. Like landing a drone as it is right now is definitely not as yeah, capable as this. Mm hmm. You can stop stressing about UFOs now because researchers at the University of Tokyo have decided we need a more terrifying concern to keep us up all night. Robot spiders that can both crawl and fly. Whoo. That's it. That's all we get. Oh, there we go. Instead of making a flying spider uh, involves equipment, more active equipment, the problem is, isn't just that packing a multi-leg robot with enough servo motors. I know it looks like a... <laughs> it has so many different articulating points and small components. I mean, it looks incredibly fragile at this point. Yes. Which yes. it's an early model. So it's 70 pounds. Here is the real-time version of walking with a creeping gait. Oh, God. This thing approaching you with its creeping gait. Look at that. It's kind of like floating. And oh, like it's, it's almost like each each arm has to fly on its own to lift. It's using the yeah. propulsion. Yeah. Wow, that's so you weird. You know why it's unsettling? It's because there's no front or back. Okay. It's just this... Uh, How this do you blob. feel like just about the insects in general and the spiders? Like you encounter a spider, are you one of these people that's like, oh, get away from me? Are you one of these people that... Eh. I don't like it. Oh, you don't like I'm it? I'm not terribly afraid. It's interesting. I think the house centipede is my, you know, fear. That's the one that gets you going. It's interesting. Yeah, rats or snakes or whatever, no big deal. Just centipede. Yeah. It's interesting how the people have centipede. these things. Like my... Dude, my, because it doesn't have a head or it, you don't know which one's a tail or head. But why is that important to you? Because if it's about to like run towards you, you want to know where the head is, right? I guess. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think there's probably some like origin story, some reason why that's the case. Some like deep seated yeah. genetic. Is if like there's DNA. a prey that's going for the head, they wouldn't know which side it is. So it confuses them. A pre you, so you're a predator then. Centipede's like, huh, gotcha. My right. head's over here. Like, hey man, I hear you. My the other day my daughter got freaked out at some bug and I was like, Wow, I don't remember my other kids like it, I wonder to yeah. what extent there's an innate like response 
Mm-hmm. It's just like you just ha- some people have that response, other people don't. Right, right. I ha- I certainly have a lot less of it because like I was like collecting bugs when I was a kid. Like I was into it. Yeah. You know what about uh, like gr- like blood or something? Do you get faint if there's like a- an open wound or something like that? Um, I do have a fear, but it's not terrible. Okay, it's mild. I'm just curious yeah. if there's like a connection between these things. Maybe I don't know. All right, last one. Video shows the moment that a wild elephant went on a rampage and charged at a shop full of customers. Oh my goodness gracious! I mean that is. One heck of an animal, an elephant, and you don't want to be on the wrong side of it. You can't understand the scale of it and the yeah. the force, the amount of force. Now, I don't know why there's an elephant in this town center over here because I'm watching this clip and I'm like, okay, we're in an, like an urban environment here. Uh-huh. So is this is this supposed to be like a trained elephant? Is this elephant given like are people riding on it or? Um, I think it's an elephant that escaped. Oh my God! Really. From a zoo or something? Yeah. So it was a captive elephant. Here we go. Video shows the moment the wild elephant went on the rampage and charged a shop full of customers. Footage shows a busy marketplace in eastern India's West Bengal where people begin to flee. Suddenly the elephant appears and charges people on mopeds. Forest department officials tried to chase the animal towards the Garbetta forest, eventually tranquilized. So you can kind of see people are... Oh, they see it now. Yeah, they see it now. They're like, that is an elephant. And then now everybody's looking that way. It's like, like, oh, it's coming closer. I don't know what to uh, do. They're like, okay, uh, when do we do something to this elephant? And now they're like, yep, that's coming right at us. And then that guy, he goes forward. Then he goes back. He decides to try to go in the shop. I think, oh, and he goes right for that area. Whoa. You definitely, I think you go alleyway, not in the store at that point. That would be my move. I like alleyway, but it's hard in a moment of panic like that to really know what you're in for. Like I'm, it's also even hard to judge the scale of it at distance. You're like, it's an elephant, but like how big is it really? See, that guy, he goes that sideways and then he's like, nah, I'm going back. And he pushes to get in. Everyone wants to go into the store. He pushes. They like the store idea better. Wait, what was... There was was a bull. Oh, my God. I just noticed there's an animal in front of the elephant. Maybe he was chasing the bull. Oh, okay. The cow, yes. So it was at first chasing the cow. The cow had decent speed going on. Uh, And I don't know, like, what? The elephant is just irritated at this point. Elephant's like, you know what? I, I'm just pissed. This guy's getting on the moped. That guy's like, I don't like you. He goes, I'll take your moped and I'll smash. I'll smash your moped. And the other guy's like, he didn't even want to give it up. He didn't want to let go of the moped. Yeah. And this poor woman. Which one? Oh, the old lady over there. Oh, she. Oh, that was close. You know what? She's okay. She slipped right out at the last moment. Yeah, no one. This guy's following with the her. phone. He's yeah. like, I got to record this over here. Got the red shirt going on. He's got the wash on the jeans as well. I don't know if you noticed. See the wash on the jeans? Uh, yeah. He's got to get the clip. <laughs> Everybody else is trying to stay alive. He's got to get the clip. Yeah. Damn. The cow in front was really what riled up the elephant. The elephant's like, I'm going to go after this cow. I recognize the cow. But then he sees the people and he goes, enough, en- enough's enough already. I don't like your moped. That was a back kick. 
Wow. Cool. Incredible stuff. Yeah. Wow. Listen, that's a big animal right there. Uh-huh. You don't want to get in his way, but I feel like he's not the biggest elephant either. So it could have been worse. Uh-huh. He yeah. was, I don't know what his age is, but... Hmm. Well, good thing they got him back to, they tranquilized where they bring him to. Scroll down there, Well, They brought him back to North Bengal. That's where he's got to be. He can't keep... With the family. Yeah, you can't keep coming over here to West Bengal. You got to be up in North Bengal, dude. Yeah, that's a busy city over here. Yeah, man. You can't be coming down West over here. Like You can't come to the cell phone shop over here. Yeah, you don't even have a cell phone. Yeah, you got a better place. You can't be come chasing these... Chasing these cows around over here. Uh-huh. Who knows how he even got there, escape, whatever it was. Somebody in the chat says they hope he covered his carbon footprint, though. <laughs> yeah, he's got a big carbon. He's got he's, a big one. He's got a big carbon footprint. Thank you very much to everybody who joined here today. Truly do appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who has hit the notification bell to join us here live every single day of the week. Consistency is key. Merch coming out soon. Consistency. Consistency consistency happy thursday everyone see you tomorrow